The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. From Richard Flint International. Deep inside you, there's a power. A power you can use to meet every challenge, every roadblock, conquer every obstacle life throws at you. A power to be happy, fulfilled, successful. A power to be everything you want to be. Now, meet the man who wrote the book on human behavior. Behavior never lies. The man who can teach you how to unleash your own power to be. Ladies and gentlemen, Richard Flint. Hey, welcome to The Power to Be. I'm excited you could join us today for our show. And our shows are about you. And I have designed these shows for you. You know, when I I came to put together the concept of what I wanted to do here on Voice America, the Empowerment Channel... I wanted to design the shows to help you with those common areas of being human because that's one of the things we all got to remember, that we're human. Uh, That create elements of stress in you, and I'll bet you have stressful days. Elements of frustrations, and every now and then you probably get frustrated. And, And stumbling blocks, those things in your life that you keep talking about wanting to get beyond but never being able to to really get there. And we all have these. And the challenge for most of us is that when we have those moments of stress, frustrations, and stumbling blocks, we know they're there, but we're never quite sure what to do about them. So what do we do? We just accept them as a part of life. And my show is designed to help you face these issues and find answers that allow you to keep moving your life forward. Because I can always tell a human what to do, but if I tell you what to do, it it really doesn't help you. You have to find the answers that you can fit into the process that will keep you going forward. So, have you thought about what's around the corner? Here's a clue for you. It's going to happen 14 days after April 1st. Now think for a minute. You got it? It's tax day. And I'll bet it's one of those days that you just get so excited about. I mean, being able to do your taxes and you know, either get a refund or write those checks and send them off to the government. I bet there's something that just thrills you. So here's a challenge I want to put in front of you. I'm a business owner. I've owned my own business for 30 plus years. And as a business owner, I can be honest with you when I tell you, I don't understand all this tax stuff. Every time I turn around, there's new things and things are changing. 
if you don't know what you're doing, it can cost you dollars. <laughs> you could have kept those dollars in your pocket. And you know what? We need help. Because as the tax codes and everything are, ch- are changing, I don't have time to stay up with all of that. So we need to learn and understand about business and money. And to learn how we can save ourselves money. So here's what I've done. I've invited someone to the show today who's an expert in the idea of taxes, business, money. And she happens to be my CPA, Jennifer Todd. And I tell you what, I am so lucky I found her because we used to have a CPA firm that we worked with. And one day they called us in and fired us. And we asked him, why do you not want to work with us? And their response was, well, you and Karen asked too many questions. And I I thought that was what the CPA was there to help us with, was to help us with understanding. And Karen found Jennifer. And in the couple of times that I've had a chance to sit and uh, chat with Jennifer and the times that Karen has visited with her, we are so lucky to have her. I have a lot of business owners who have CPAs uh, that don't ever talk to them. And the thing I love about Jennifer is that if we have a question, she's there for us. And I want her to talk to us today about, uh, you know, business, about taxes, about having the right sense. So, Miss Jennifer, welcome to the, the Power to Be Hour with me this morning. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you today. And I don't think I've ever heard that story before about your former CPA firing you. That's news to me, and I feel so terrible about that. (laughs) Well, you don't feel any worse than we did when when, when Karen told me what had happened. I I guess I was just in total shock because uh, isn't part of the role of a CPA to help me as a business owner if I have questions and things I don't understand? Isn't it part of your role to try to bring uh, some sense to what I don't understand? Well, I don't, I think it's more than just a part of our role. It is our role. I mean, it is 100% of our role to, uh, educate as much as, as, you know, our clients want to be educated. And truthfully, um, I've actually had customers of my own who have fired me because I ask too many questions. <laughs> so I've kind of had the other way around. Oh. Um, but, you know, that is, that is our job is to help you understand not, not to talk above you. Or below, but to you know try to um, talk at the level and speak to our customers at the level that they can understand and help them to um, be successful. We want to be part of their success. Jennifer, am I correct in the fact that the tax codes today are changing faster than maybe even sometimes you can keep up with? Oh, it's impossible to keep up with all the changes every year. As a CPA, I'm required in the state of Virginia to maintain 40 hours every year of continuing education. And so a big um, chunk of that education is, you know, tax updates. And um, matter of fact, I'm going next week for a two-day tax conference and, you know, just to get up to speed on all the changes because we do this every year. Wow. And and. Is it sometimes overwhelming on your part? 
Well, it can be, but, um, you know, we have a lot of good resources, and now, you know, with the Internet, everything is right there at your fingertips, so it makes it a lot easier. And there's a lot of good um, resources we have as far as, you know, societies like the Virginia Society of CPAs has a um, tax email list serve where you can email questions in and things like that. Um, plus, you know, just CPAs kind of stick together and we, we network. And so we, you know, if, if I have a question, I can always email one of my co- colleagues back and forth. So we kind of support each other. We're all in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. uh- But would it be safe to say that there are people out there in your world who don't stay up with the tax codes as well as someone like you does? Oh, well, you know, just in every business, there's people that um, dedicate more time than others to keeping up with, you know, different aspects of of the CPA industry is so broad, and there's so many things that you can specialize in that um, not every accountant is going to keep up with the tax code and that sort of thing. But um, it's really our responsibility, and ethically, we're, we're required to keep up with it. If that's the kind of service we're providing and specializing in, we're required to do it. You can, you know, get in trouble, you lose your license and that sort of thing. But unfortunately, um, at least in America, anybody can be a tax preparer. All they have to do is, you know, um, sign up with the IRS, and now they're required to to take some continuing education. But for many, many years, that wasn't the case, and anybody could hang out their um, shingle and say they were a tax accountant. So it doesn't mean that just because, you know, they say that, that they're qualified. So as a business owner, can the wrong person doing my taxes cost me a lot of money? Oh, sure, sure. And or, uh, you know, the other way around, sometimes um, we, we get new clients that come to us from uh, an accountant that has let them kind of get away with doing things that maybe they shouldn't have for many, many years. And just because they ha- they never got caught at it doesn't mean they should continue to do it. And so if they come to us and we're doing it correctly, they may pay a little bit more in taxes or something like that. They don't necessarily like it, but it's always better to be conservative if you can. And, you know, um, some, there's some areas of tax law that are gray. Some are black and white, and, some, and, and there are some areas that are gray. But, um, you know, it's really tough to know where, where to push it. And, you know, to be, to, you always want to do everything that, that you, you're going to have, um, be able to substantiate any kind of, you know, deductions, uh, you know, your income and things like that. So um, when, when you have taxpayers and clients that are relying on your expertise, you know, y'all, y'all, you know, as a business owner, you don't know. That's not your area of expertise. So you really have to rely on the professional that you hire. And there's no vetting process, you know. So the best thing you can do is make sure that you're going with somebody that's reputable and that, you know, typically a CPA, is, like I said, we're going to have to have so many hours every year of, of continuing education and that sort of thing. You know, we've heard for years, and it's been a joke, and it's there's even been – scenes in movies and TV shows about it, about the business owner who you ask them, you have a filing system? And yeah, and they point either to a brown bag or to a box. Mm-hmm. And, and that's their filing system. And then they take that, and, and I've, got a, I've got a client right now that that's the way they do things. And they just take them over um, sometime within about a week of when they're due and just dump them on their CPA. Um, and then they wonder why, you know, Things don't happen in a timely fashion. So as a CPA, 
you've got to have expectations for the clients uh, that you work with. So, you know, what are just a few of the expectations as a CPA that you have for the people you choose to work with? Because I would imagine there are people that you don't work with. Oh, sure. Well, um, you know, it's, you know, in the early days when I first started my practice, it was hard to turn away work. So anybody that walked in the door, you know, I was happy to, to do their taxes. But that turned into an expensive lesson for myself. <laughs> and, you know, so over the years, I've learned how to pick and choose who I want to do business with. And, you know, uh, for instance, working with you and Karen, it's wonderful. She's so organized and, you know, paperless and scans me things, and she's just great, and I just love it. So, um, you know, it makes my when it makes my job easier, I can provide you better service. And so being organized, like you said, the shoebox or the brown paper bag, that is a nightmare for, for us CPAs, but, but we'll do it. We just have to charge you for it, you know, and, and it may not get done before the deadline. You may end up being extended. So, you know, we, we don't like that. Our, our ideal client is, is one that is prepared, and, you know, they care enough about their their business that they or, or their individual taxes that they keep it all together and they, and you know they're ready for us. Um, but one thing I don't like, and I've learned this over the years, is tax uh, accountants. You know, we become kind of like the necessary evil. You know, the one the one person that people dread seeing, kind of like the dentist every year. And you know, we I learned um, you know several years ago that I got I didn't like having that feeling that, you know, clients were dreading seeing me every year because of tax time. So I've really tried to develop my business model to where I'm working with the clients um, throughout the year. They, they're free to call me or email me with questions or concerns all year long. I want to know what's going on with them, if there's any changes and that sort of thing, because it helps me serve them better. So I want to be part, like I said earlier, part of their team, part of their success. One of the things I've learned, Jennifer, because I work with a lot of small to average size businesses, and I go in really to work with their leadership side of the business, but you can't get into the leadership side without getting into all aspects of their business because it all just, you know, it all just melts together. And I have found, I have found that so many of these business owners that I work with, their concentration is on the service side of their business, their product side. But when it comes to the financial side, most of them, you know, some of them even, they don't have a budget. They don't understand a P&L statement. And it's almost like one guy told me, he said, as long as I have money in the bank, I'm okay. And yeah, I, that's scary. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is. Uh, because your bank account is, always, is not always reflective of what you actually have. True. So I find that a lot of these people are really, 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 really good at making money. But to me, it's always been not how much money you make, but how much money can you save? How much, you know, know, how much money do you have? Um, I mean, do you run into this? Oh, all the time, especially with small business owners. Um, Yeah, we, we see that all the time. And I mean, it's not... 
you know, it's not really their fault. They're not, they are experts in whatever it is that they're selling, you know. Um, so what they need is a good accountant um, on their team, somebody that they that can explain to them the importance of, you know, keeping a good set of books or um, understanding those financial statements that print out of their accounting software, whether they're using, you know, QuickBooks or something like that. Um, but having, and, and I see that all the time with, um, you know, they people that don't even care about their accounting system and they just log into the um, online banking every day to see if they've got money in the bank and that's how they spend. And that is really someone that's that's mismanaging their business. I know they don't mean to be, but there's no way that they can plan. There's no way that they can be proactive as far as saving on taxes. If they need to go get a loan, if there's an opportunity that comes their way, they're going to miss out because they're not prepared. They don't have the financial reports they need. They don't really, um, you know, they, they can't really um, go to a bank and give them a good set of um, reports that they, that the bank is going to need to lend them money or, you know, an accountant's going to need to be able to prepare a tax projection and a tax plan and offer them advice. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're really hurting themselves in so many ways by doing that. Yep. And I want us to hang on right there with that thought because we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I got some questions for you, Miss Jennifer. And I okay. think they're questions that I work with every day in business. So don't go anywhere. Stay right there. We'll be right back. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Hello, my name is Gary Gunn, and I've been uh, listening to Richard every morning probably for about six months now. And he's my partner, and he puts the soul back into my life every day. And if you're not taking the morning minute, you sure need to do it. It starts my day every day. I look forward to it, and I recommend it highly for anybody that doesn't have it. You should have it. Sometimes I just kind of think about what it says, and then I realize it really does have something to do with my life every morning of every day. We love the morning minute. It's just a blessing to our lives to be able to give us a great thought to hang on to all day long. Just the morning minute for us, it just kind of sets the day for us. That's where we really like it. The Richard Flint Morning Minute in your email inbox every single morning. You can try it for 21 days absolutely free. The Richard Flint Morning Minute could make your day. Call toll-free 1-800-368-8255 or go to www.richardflint.com and get the Morning Minute. One of the things about Star Maker, and it's the thing that we create that I love the most, you feel safe here. I mean, if you listen to some of the stories that are shared, there's some pretty personal stuff. Stuff that we normally wouldn't talk about. But what happens when you're in an environment where you're surrounded by people who really want to improve their life? Star Maker 2015, July 17th through the 19th at the incredible PGA National Resort and Spa in beautiful Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. But remember, there's a limited number of registrations, so do it now. Sign up at www.richardflint.com or call 1-800-368-8255 and ask for Denise. Come join the fan Star Maker 2015. 15. It's an investment in your life. It's an investment in yourself and in your soul. I think if you have the desire to want to grow, take the challenge, take the opportunity. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Hey, welcome back to the Power to Be Hour with Richard Flint. And uh, I'm talking with Jennifer Todd today. Jennifer is uh, my corporate CPA. And as I said in the introduction, someone that I'm very, very lucky to have because the right person working with you in on your financial side is really a blessing to your life. Listen, uh, you can ask Karen about this. One of the things I'm the weakest in is when it comes to math and to money. I, I'm good at creating on the production side and the seminar side and writing my books and stuff. But when it comes to that aspect, uh, I'm really very weak. I mean, I'm one of these people that I used to close my checking account every four months to get my balance because I never knew what I had in the bank. And so I think there are a lot of you out there, you are good at making money. And it's great to make money. But what do you have left? You know, uh, there's a friend of mine that I have uses the statement, what happens when you have more month than you have money? And a lot of times that's just because you haven't taken the time to consider the importance of the financial aspect of your business. And how are you going to have a powerful business? How are you going to be able to grow your business if you don't have that partner in your life who can help you with the financial side? And that's why I invited Jennifer to spend this time with us today. And Jennifer, I got some questions for you. And uh, I'd like for us to discuss these because I, I think these are very, very, very important questions as we begin to consider, you know, the whole concept of dollars in business sense. Because, uh, again, a lot of people know how to make money, but they don't know how to develop their money and keep their money. So here's my first question to you. How important is it that a business owner has a business plan. How important is this to the success of their business? Well, I I don't think um, it can be overstated how important a business plan is. And a lot of times um, business owners think of a business plan as something that you do only in the startup phase. But there is um, evidence out there that actually business planning throughout your entire company lifespan is is very important to the success of the of businesses. There was a um, article published back in 2010 in the Journal of Business Venturing that was a result of a meta analysis of over 46 independent studies of 11,000 firms, and it it noted that those firms that did business planning with um, um, that were established and they had some experience under their belts were much more effective in their planning than those that were planning in the startup phase. So it's important to have a business plan at all phases of your of your business. 
Um, so I think what's really important about a business plan is it doesn't have to be some elaborate, you know, um, written thing. It, it can be something that is just as simple as writing down your goals, you know. Um, and I believe in that the SMART system, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. Um, and then measuring, you know, what is really important. You don't want to waste your time budgeting and measuring and worrying about things that aren't really going to help you get your goals. So, so you have to really decide, you know, what is the, what are the metrics that you want to be measuring and planning as far as marketing, accounting and finance, customer service goals, product development, you know, on and on. Well, and the financial part of this is important too also, right? Because I need to have an understanding like uh, if if I'm doing my budget, my projection, my business plan for 2015, uh, it's important that I know, uh, you know, financially, uh, what did we bring in? What did we spend? Uh, and what, what we do, Jennifer, is we sit down and we'll take like for 2015, we'll go back to 2014, uh, 2013, and 2012. And do an average of our expenses. And then by doing that, get an idea of exactly, you know, what is it going to cost us to be in business? Because am I right in this that a big part of a business plan is knowing what it costs you to do business? Sure. And that's where your profit and loss comes into play. And also things that aren't on your profit and loss, um, things that you're maybe financing, such as equipment and, you know, um, fixed assets and things like that. But um, you're definitely on the right track starting with historical data and then kind of building upon that because you, you don't know where you're going if you don't know where you've been. So you have to look and see, you know, where has my money gone? Um, make sure everything's categorized, you know, um, correctly in your business, um, in the books. And then from there, you, you can decide where you want to tweak. If it's something that you need to, um, you know, do cut expenses, or if you need to increase expenses in certain areas and that sort of thing. So you, you definitely have to have that information already in some sort of format where you can, you know, see your history, like you were talking about a couple of years back, and then project going forward, you know, with any changes, any goals that you, you want to attain and how, how you're going to get there. So as a CPA, is it important that once I have put that together that you have a copy or a sketch of what I'm wanting to do for 2015? Sure, because then I can make suggestions, you know, based on your goals, based on what it, what it is you want to try to accomplish in the coming year or so. Um, because, you know, every business owner has a different personal and financial goals, and so it's important to have an understanding of, of the, the big picture and then how, look at the details of that budget and figure out how we're going to make that big picture happen. Um, but, you know, it's, it's important to have it written down and, um, you know, uh, it's been proven that that writing your goals down and having it written and stated exactly what you want to do and the and your plan and how you're going to get there, is um, is actually much more effective than if you're just if you just say, oh, I want to make a million dollars next year or something like that. If you write it down and have a plan, you you know, it's it's much more effective that way. Well, in other words, what I need to do is I need to see Jennifer Todd not as an evil part of being in business, but as, a, but as a partner to help me grow my business. 
Exactly. That that is. If, if I get nothing else across <laughs> this whole this whole interview, that would be awesome because. And I think I'm, I'm not alone in this. Other CPAs feel the same way, and you know, a lot of them just don't know how to communicate it to to their their customers. You know, so they um, so they just keep going. It's always the same rigmarole every year. And you know, like I said a couple of years ago, I decided to change my business model and really start communicating that to people that, hey, you know, you're free to call me whenever you. Want want, you know, that sort of thing. So um, hopefully that kind of opens up those lines of communication, which are so important and, and makes um, makes my customers feel like, you know, I'm more of a partner to them. So Yeah. And that brings into play uh, the second question, second concept, because one of the things that I know that you can ask a business owner to do, because I do it all the time, is, uh, okay, here's things you need to improve. Uh, but the word that we use consistently is here, th- here are some things you need to change. And what I've learned uh-huh. about change is that it's a very emotional term. So if you come to me and say, Richard, here's some things you need to change, all of a sudden my emotions are going to kick into gear. Why do I need to change this? I've been doing this for 10 years this way. Why do I need to just look at this and do it any differently? It's worked for 10 years, so why do I need to change anything? So why is it important for a business owner to embrace change? Well, I think it's important for for anybody to be able to be flexible, um, you know, and be open to new ideas. Um, things in this in, in our world nowadays change so rapidly, you know, with technology, um, advances, communications are so much more open and widespread nowadays. It's really important for um, people to be, to be open to change. Now, in specific, if I were to come to you and, and suggest changes for your business or business model, that would be me acting as an advisor, and you would have to have some level of trust in, in my advice. You know, you're going to have to have you're going to have to have some sort of leap of faith, especially if it's something that you've been doing for a long time. So, so you know, you have to have a trusted advisor if, if you're going to be relying on them to, you know, suggest changes and things like that. But, I mean, you know, really, there's nothing guaranteed in life, and so it's important to be able to, um, you know, accept changes, accept things that may not work out the way you think they're going to work out. We may ha- go through all this effort to create a budget and a biz- business plan, and something happens and it just doesn't work out that way. So, so you always need to be prepared to, to tweak your budget, tweak your business plan, and, and have um, several options open open for you. Part of um, the planning aspect is um, developing scenarios, having a plan B, a plan C, best and worst case scenarios, and things like that. Well, then when I'm, you used to me what is a very huge word, and that is if I don't trust this financial person I have, be it, uh, you know, just uh, a controller or a CPA, if I don't trust that person, then they're not the right person for me, correct? Right. Oh, for, for sure. And I mean, I've, I've had a, a lot of new clients come to me um, having had a, a bad relationship with their former accountant because, you know, like I said, the accountant didn't, didn't um, speak with them at the correct level where they could understand it. Maybe they were intimidating or just unavailable. 
And so you, you really want to make sure that you're partnering with an accountant that's going to be open and available to you and willing, to, willing and able to help. Because some, some accountants out there like turning and burning and just, you know, whipping out as many tax returns as possible and getting, you know, hurting clients in and out of the door as quickly as possible during tax season. And so, you know, some clients like that, but if you're really serious about growing your business and you need a business partner, then you're going to want to find somebody that's willing to take the time and effort and energy to, you know, understand you and, and um, you know, help you understand what's going on with your business and how, how changes can help you. Yeah. And one of the questions I asked Karen after she had met with you the first time, because it's a foundational question to me, do you trust Jennifer? And she came back and she said, yes. Now, this was important to me because if I don't trust you, I don't connect with you. If I don't connect with you, I can't build that business relationship with you where you become a partner in my business. So I think this is critically important that if you have someone in your life doing your finances and you don't trust that person, you need to run and find somebody that you could trust. Uh, we're going to start this next question, but we're going to have to go to break in a little bit, but I want to get it on the table. You talked to me a little bit about a thing called uh, BI. Uh, What is that? BI is business intelligence. It's one of my favorite emerging topics in business. I love technology, and it has a lot to do with technology and the amount of data that's out there nowadays that that, um, business owners can kind of harness and um, you know, and gather data and just kind of um, create stra- strategies and strategic competitive advantages. So um, there's a term out there called big data. Have you ever heard of that term? Yeah, Jennifer, I have not. <laughs> it's something that's out there nowadays where, you know, larger enterprises and that sort of thing, they have all these big, um, you know, databases full of, say, customer transactions and things like that. And so they can use technology to really extrapolate a lot of um, a lot of scenarios and a lot of data and everything, uh, a lot of information that can help them to strategize, create new product lines, um, that sort of thing. IBM actually has a whole um, website dedicated to analyzing big data. And, you know, for instance, um, when you analyze this sort of stuff, things, uh, you know, you can, um, healthcare industry can decrease patient mortality, you know, telecoms can decrease processing time, utilities, you know, um, they can create more accuracy in how they're um, placing their power generation resources. I mean, there's so much out there that these big companies can do, but how that pertains to us as small business owners is we can actually benefit because they're the ones spending all this energy and time and money gathering the big data together and analyzing it, and then they publish their results and things so we can actually, you know, kind of... um, get a lot of information about customers and how they, you know, respond to different um, parts of the the market and, and different sales strategies and all different kinds of things. So there's so much out there that can be done with, with um, business intelligence. Um, there's also ways that small businesses can use business intelligence in their own um, accounting systems by just making sure that they put as much detail as possible when they're recording transactions because when you put a lot of detail in your in your system, later on you can data mine it back out and, and um, there's a lot of different neat apps nowadays that kind of work with like QuickBooks and 
um, things like that and can pull that data back out and, and make really robust reports and give you a lot of information that, that you may not have been able to easily get out of your system. <laughs> so it's, it's really kind of neat. So what I need to do is I need to redefine my BI because my BI is big business ignorance. And what I need to do is translate that into business intelligence because yes. I, I need to understand business. I need to understand profit. I need to understand cost. I need to understand the aspects of business that will make me a, bi- a better business person and also helps me to have a stronger partnership with you. Exactly. And really, one of the big things um, business intelligence does is it helps um, it helps uh, businesses learn about their customers more so. And, and really, we need to know as much as we can about our customer and their behavior and what causes them to buy from us, what causes them to leave us, and that sort of thing. And so business intelligence can help you get that information as well. So it's really good to document as much as you can in your system them in your database so that uh, later on you can, you know, really analyze that information and, and um, make better decisions, make, uh, you know, better strategy for your company and that sort of thing. Okay. So I want really... us to, I want, Jennifer, I want us to hold on to that thought because okay. we're going to, we're going to take a break and then I've come back and I want to, I want to drop this question a little deeper to you because I think it's critically important. So okay. don't go anywhere. You stay right there and we'll be right back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Behavior never lies. Think about it. You can't argue with it, can't dispute it, can't ignore it. You know it's absolute truth, and it applies to every person living on the planet. Behavior Never Lies. Written by the grassroots expert on human behavior himself. His name is Richard Flint. In this book, Richard gives you his insight into why this number one Flint philosophy is so important for all of us to understand. It's the book that won't let you off the hook. Because what Richard's saying is that if your words don't match your behavior, sorry, you're out of the game. Behavior Never Lies. Listen, if you're brave enough, get the book and read it. Go to richardflint.com or we really recommend you give Denise a call at 1-800-368-8255. Oh, and just for your information, if you really don't like to read that much, ask Denise about the audio excerpt version on Flash Drive. Behavior never lies. Isn't it about time you invited Richard Flint into your life? Last month was about family, and it couldn't have been a better topic every day where there was something that I was able to take and work on with my family. Sometimes I just kind of think about what it says, and then I realize it really does have something to do with my life every morning of every day. We love the Morning Minute. It's just a blessing to our lives to be able to give us a great thought to hang on to all day long. Just the Morning Minute for us, it just kind of sets the day for us. That's where we really like it. The Richard Flint Morning Minute in your email inbox every single morning. You can try it for 21 days absolutely free. The Richard Flint Morning Minute could make your day. Call toll-free 1-800-368-8255 or go to www.richardflint.com and get the Morning Minute. The future of online TV is here. 
view exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Hey, welcome back. Uh, We're talking about your money today. And we're talking about helping you become more profitable. Because the more profitable you are, the more you understand your business, you understand your money, you understand your business sense, the more power you're going to have to be a growing business. So many businesses do not suffer from what's happening in the economy. It's just they don't have that sketch that keeps them adapting to where the economy is going. And to be able to adapt to that changing economy, because it's always changing, you and I need to have a greater business sense, which means we need to understand the financial part of our business, not just the profit. Everybody looks at the profit, but you got to understand what it costs you to be in business, because if you don't have that, you don't have the power you you need to make the right decisions. And my guest um, today is Jennifer Todd, my CPA, and someone I'm proud to have as a part of us. And Jennifer, okay, we were talking about, before we went to break, we were talking about uh, BI. You called it uh, business intelligence, and I said I need to transcend my business ignorance in order to have a greater sense of business intelligence. So here's one of the things I see as I work with organizations and with companies. Too many business owners spend their time working on their business rather than working in their business? Well, yeah, actually what they do is a lot of times they work in their business as the technician and not necessarily on their business as as a strategist. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so so we, you know, want to really try to – you know, decide again. It all comes back to goals and what you really want out of your business. Why did you start your business? You know, what made you become an entrepreneur instead of just, you know, working for someone else in their company? And, you know, getting back down to those basics and making sure that, uh, you know, you're fulfilling those needs um, that, that the reason why you started your business to begin with. And a lot of times what happens is people have these grand ideas, they go and start a business, and they quickly become overwhelmed working in the business and have no time at all to work on the business. They're, they have no time to, like, you know, we were talking about earlier, keeping their books straight. They have no time to analyze their data if they have it in, in their books, you know, and that sort of thing. So so they, it really comes down to being comfortable um, delegating. So part of that means that as a business owner, uh, if I'm not careful, I can develop behaviors where I don't own my business, my business owns me. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And when, sure. that, when that happens, I'm dangerous. Yeah, you're dangerous and tired, you know, and you make bad decisions in your business or you keep going. It's almost like uh, you become a hamster on a wheel, you know, and you just keep going and going and you there's, you don't feel like there's any way you can stop that wheel from moving, um, you know. And I see it time and time again, and a lot of it is just knowing 
what your strengths are. What do you bring to your business and how can you capitalize best on those strengths and then all the other little stuff that you might be able to delegate either through to an internal employee or to an outsourced company that will save you the time that you need to really, again, take a step back, look at your business. Is it aligned with your goals? Is this what, where you wanted it to go? And then, you know, really decide how you're going to get there. Um, but it's so easy to, to become bogged down and really giving up. A lot of it also um, has to do with control. You know, uh, entrepreneurs, they like control. Really? You think so? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I know oh. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the, guilty. Yeah. One of the things I've learned is that, and I, I put this to business owners all the time, uh, do you own your business or are you a participant in the confusion of your business? Exactly. Exactly. And so um, I think, you know, a lot of it, again, comes down to whether or not they want to change their business model so that they can, um, you know, grow it to be where they want it to be. Some people enjoy just working, you know, and, and doing that uh, workaholic thing where, where they're just working, working. And it makes them feel busy. Being busy makes them feel productive, even though they may not be using their time wisely. Um, some people do that, and they, they're gratified that way. But most people want to have more fulfillment. They want to have a balance, a work-life balance and that sort of thing. And maybe in the early stages of a business, that might be not be attainable. But once your business has been established for a couple of years, um, you know, it's time to get off the rat, rat race and the wheel there and, you know, really look, look at your business and, and decide where it's going and how, how you can, again, delegate tasks and um, really decide how you want to grow your business. It's impossible to – everybody's given the same amount of time every day. So once you've used up your hours, you can't work anymore. Yeah. You know, and so and so you you're only going to be productive for so long. And so in order to increase your your business growth, you're going to have to either bring people in. A lot of people don't want to mess with employees. They don't want the hassle and that sort of thing. So, you know, it's really a decision they have to make and decide, well, if you're happy working 24 seven, stay where you are. But most people, they, they want more. Yeah. And that's where I think um, alignment uh Mm-hmm. trusting people, uh, having that partnership in your business. I, I've got time for two more questions to you, and these are important okay. to me. Uh, what mistakes do you find that a lot of business owners make in managing their cash? Oh, goodness. Um, cash management is, you know, one of those things that's so critical. Like we were talking earlier when you said, you know, looking at the bank account, and as long as I've got money in the bank, I'm good. Well, that's not necessarily the case because that's only one small part of the picture. You typically in a business, unless you have some a business where you're paid, um, you know, when you at the time you either make a sale, you're paid right away, which is like a retail business. Most of the time, if you're a service provider or something like that, um, you would people owe you money. You know, you're going to have to send an invoice. They're going to owe you money. So, um, and then you've got bills that come in, and most people don't pay those bills the day they come in the mail. So they've got what's called liabilities. So it's really important to be able to, you know, keep track of who owes you money and how much and when it was due to you and also how much money you owe 
And so um, a lot of times companies don't, they mismanage those two parts of their business, the receivables and the payables. Yeah, and I see this all the time. I see business owners tell me, well, you know, so-and-so owes me money. Well, how much do they owe you? You know, I don't know. Uh, And if you don't understand, uh, you know, the concept of running the business from the financial aspect, that, yeah, if you do the work, you deserve to be paid. But if you're not organized, things can slip through the cracks. And then six months later, you go, you know what? I never did invoice those people. And and just having that, you know, that business sense uh, and being organized that way because uh, cash flow is one of the most critical aspects that I find a lot of business owners dealing with. You know, they'll tell me, you know, we've made this much money, but we're owed this much money. And this goes back to what my friend says. Those are the times when you have more month than you have money. Exactly. And, and that's not a that's not a good feeling. No, because when you can't collect on on, you know, the money that people owe you, you're it's going to cost you money in the long run because you're going to have to finance things. You're going to have to, you know, maybe get a line of credit or something like that. So so you'll be paying interest. Um, for instance, I just uh, got a new client. They have um, their main customers are much larger than they are, and they work with like big companies, like big telecom companies, and so they provide services to them. Well, the big telecom company um, stipulates how they're going to pay my customer. So, you know, they've got a 45 to 60 day turnaround from the time they get the invoice until they get payment. Well, they can't wait two months to pay their people to do the work. You know, they're incurring expenses all along. And so there's a real cash flow crunch there. It's a real problem. So, you know, one of the ways that they can combat that is they make sure that they build that into their contract price. You know, if I'm going to have to wait 60 days to get paid, you're going to have to pay me more because I have to finance, you know, I have to act as your bank basically and finance you. And so there's, there's ways to, to make sure that you're first of all charging enough and that you're being compensated for having to wait to get your money. Yeah, it's what every employee wants to hear. Folks, we have lots of business uh, out there and we're doing lots of things, but you know what? They're not paying us on time. So, you know, I'm, you're going to have to wait a little bit on your paycheck until they pay us. Yeah, people just, you know, no one's going to stick around for that unless they're <laughs> they're vested or family, you know. I mean, it just doesn't happen. So, I mean, really that and and likewise uh, negotiating favorable vendor vendor payment terms with your suppliers is just smart business. Um so you want to be able to, you know, look to see um if you can extend your payments. So, my customer that has that um issue where, you know, I have other customers that work with the government. You know, government can take a long time to pay sometimes, and you have to go through a lot of processes to pay, to get paid. And so, you know, hopefully they'll be able to negotiate with their vendors and kind of um, keep those late fees down and things like that. But but that really, you know, you every dollar counts, and that, that money just flips through the cracks there, and it's really a cost of doing business. So you really want to make sure that your pricing reflects that and that you're going to be able to recoup that money somehow. But it's also important to have like a cash forecast so that you know, okay, I've got this much in the bank. 
this much is scheduled to come in and this much is scheduled to go out so that you always know exactly how much cash you're going to have at all times. And the only way to really do that is to make sure your accounting software is up to date with the correct dates and the correct amounts and all that stuff in, in there. Yeah. Okay, I got one more question for you. Okay. And, uh, I've saved this one to last for a reason. Uh, in your years of experience and in your working with the different types of companies you've worked with, uh, you've got to have seen a lot of things. So mm-hmm. what have you seen is probably the most costly mistake most small you know, business owners and are either startup companies make? Mistake. If you could give one piece of advice, if, if I'm a business owner, what do I need to watch for? And we've got about a minute and a half for you to answer this. Yeah, it's a short answer. Really, it's, it's <laughs> I'm serious. Um, it's, it's that, uh, you know, not having the books, not having the books up to date, um, just, you know, being, like you said, disorganized. Um, a lot of times, you know, they struggle, small business owners and startups struggle because they don't understand the value of the accounting or, and finance function. They don't have a lot of resources to spend on keeping a good set of books. And without a good set of books, it's impossible to do all the strategizing. It's impossible to have a tax plan. It's impossible to be proactive as a business owner. And that means unpleasant surprises at tax time or like when you need to get a loan. And so that's, that's the main thing is, is having those books updated and, and that you understand them. Well, and is part of your role uh, to help someone like me or help a business owner understand what all that means about keeping my sure. books up to date? Yeah, and, you know, that's one of the services we provide, actually, is, um, you know, when someone has an in-house accountant or they keep their own books, is we offer um, oversight. So if they want to send us their books a couple times a year, maybe quarterly or monthly, we can look at them and make sure that they are straight. And then we can meet with, the, with, with our clients and discuss the results of their operations and give them advice. And that's really the kind of, of relationship that we like with our customers because that way, again, we're on top of of it. Um, and there's no surprises at the end of the year. Nobody likes surprises at tax time. And like you were talking with the, um, you know, you can't send an invoice to a customer six months later. You know, people don't like those kind of surprises. And, and you can't send a note to the IRS saying, whoops, I forgot about you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they don't like that at all. <laughs> Well, listen, Jennifer, I cannot begin to uh, thank you enough because, folks, Jennifer was a little bit under the weather today, and she uh, she came on to do our show with us, and I appreciate this. And I hope you can see why we chose her as our, our CPA because uh, she's professional, and you want a professional. She's there to help us. She's a partner, and you want a partner. Uh, she's there, and she brings us advice, and we need that advice. So... When it comes to your finances, make sure that you have someone who's helping you to be more powerful in business. Now, next week, we're going to start a two-part series on the three little words that I'm known the most for. Behavior never lies. Because I believe that the essence of truth is not what you and I say. It's what we do. And that filters into everything. Uh, that we do, like our conversation today. I want to have a better business. Well, you can't have a better business if you're not strong in the financial part of this. And you know, I'd like to hear from you. 
If you have questions or comments, uh, just drop me an email to solutions at richardflint.com. Solutions at richardflint.com. And one more thing, if you haven't been to the website and you haven't signed up for your 21-day free trial to the Morning Minute, you need to do that. Just go to richardflint.com, and you'll see where you can sign up for that 21-day free trial where you and I get to live together through a video email with one of my philosophies of life and a piece of wisdom to guide your day. I believe how you start your day creates the day you're going to have. And Jennifer, thank you very much for being with us. I appreciate you. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. I I appreciate the opportunity, and and I enjoy talking with you. Yeah. And then until next week, remember something, and it's important. You have the power to be more than what you are right now. Inside of you is that new person waiting for you to unleash the power they can bring to your life. And that's what I want from you. I want for you to have the best life possible. So... I will see you next Thursday. Any questions? Call our people at Richard Flint Productions, 1-800-368-8255, 1-800-368-8255, or visit us at www.richardflint.com. And thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.